Hi, everybody. I'm Sylvie Tamanda, founder of the Young and Independent Community. And I'm so excited to be on here with Coleman to talk to you all. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, let me tell you, sometimes with these weather things, even though weather is beautiful here in Florida, a little cold, 65, but the power has been giving me wahala. So when I have Miss Sylvie on today, I just am thanking God that we're here, we're alive, and that she's here to give us the game because she's given the game for what we're calling the 35 and below group, the young people. Uh, you know, I'm not too far from that group. You know, I know you guys can't tell, you can't see the gray hairs, but um, you guys, Welcome, Sylvie. Sylvie, welcome to the Diversify Game. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. The weather is not as amazing as it is in Florida, but we do not have a power outage at this moment. So, yay. Yeah, yeah. No, the UK pays its bills. America starts wars. So, you know. Mm, Unfortunately. Yes. But give us the game because you have a lot going on with youngandindependent.com. You know, you recommend books, you're recommending people for their business and even their emotional. And when I say emotional, you had a video that I really loved and enjoyed and I've already shared talking about how when Africans come to somewhere and that's your golden goose <laughs> and they're making they're making money, you know, maybe some small money, but everyone else thinks they're rich. Like the emotional tax of being successful in your family and how everyone starts pulling for you for school fees, for death, for someone being born, for this, for that. Always a goat and a cow. If you're an African or no Africans or black people, period, there's always mm-hmm. something to contribute to. So give us the game on when you started this, how you started this, and why. Oh my God. Thank you first off for sharing that video. I mean, like I said in that video, it's very personal to me. And so the Young and Independent Project really started in 2021. Because when COVID hit, I had never been out of work. I started working at the age of 19. And it was the very first time that I was confined in a house with my two small children full time and a partner to look after. I have never been in that situation. I've always been out the door, you know, grinding and doing my stuff. And I come back and it's playtime with mommy and then off to bed. But for for some strange reason, I, I it was really difficult for me to cope with the lockdown and in London it was like a prison I don't know how it was in America but in London it was like a sentence it was like it was really bad and so I was doing all these routine things you know homework cleaning cooking just my kids were running rings around me driving me crazy but at some point I think my body started failing because I had I had literally given up or I didn't even want to wake up some mornings. I was like, what kind of life is this? And my body started giving up. I didn't realize it uh, at first, but when I became really sick and the doctors were like, your results are okay. We don't know why you're so unwell. You have to figure this out, Sylvie, the doctor said to me. And I was like, oh, really? I've never been this sick, you know? So I went on YouTube, which is a go-to place now for self-education. 
And uh, while I was watching a video on mental health and stuff like that, I've always, I'm not going to lie that I always used to say these people complain about mental health, really? Like, are they just, you know, being so bougie? whole thing about mental health but in 2020 nobody could tell me anything that I didn't have a mental health breakdown so when I went on YouTube and I was trying to find a solution I came across a, a ad I normally skip ads but this particular one I didn't skip it was a coach here in London she was talking about a vision creation experience and I went on that program five days later it was a five-day program five days later I was like Sylvie this this is the beautiful vision that you have for your life and depression is nowhere near it. So I had to kick depression to the curb and I started looking for solutions. And while looking, I was like, oh, there are 400 women in India, around 400 modern at least, who kill themselves uh, on a daily basis because they're so depressed and they're struggling to cope with life. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to do something bigger than me. You know, I don't want to be a statistics, obviously. So how do I support other women? And especially the statistics did state that the people who were killing themselves, the women who were killing themselves were 35 and below. So I was like, okay, I need to reach out. You know, I'm on this other side now. I have found, I've found my, <laughs> my, um, purpose I need to do something and I want to reach out first charity begins at home so I want to give back to my African people and then I went online found a path flame started my I created my website in 72 hours started podcasting I'd never done any of those things <laughs> I wasn't even on social media so for me, it was like a 380 degrees turn because for someone who was very private, someone who is now, you know, trying to get into the public space, it was too much. But really, um, Kellen, what made me to turn around and do the young and independent in particular is because I feel that uh, we are at the point in time when we have to tell the truth to our countrymen, to our continent men. And with all my experiences from age 16 and everything I've been through and all the countries I've traveled to, I said to myself, who better to tell the story? You know, I didn't come exactly from a place of privilege, but what I've been able to achieve, I think that I can really translate it in a way that anybody who is struggling emotionally, financially, you know, mentally, can relate, even physically can relate and they can, you know, act upon, you know, some of the things, my experiences, and also just be able to say, oh, Sylvie's told me that there was a land landmine here, you know, don't go there. So for me, it was a way of giving back and just finding a bigger um, platform, which was obviously social media, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and blogging. So yeah, and my podcast as well. Wow. And, and what a, I mean, what a whirlwind and, and, and all, all full disclosure for the audience listening, which is the majority of folks. Thank you. And those who will catch it on, on YouTube. When I say the power and technology is really trying my patience, but God willing, this is great information. And we need this information because, you know, this information will live on forever. 
It will go on beyond us. And that's such an amazing thing. Um, I manage influencers, so I've seen them come and I physically have seen them go. Even in like Cameroonian influencers who aren't here anymore, but the information. So what you're doing is really just keep pushing because it's needed. And you know, you do it in a very, I say common sense way where you're not telling people, follow me because I'm going to show you how to be rich and wealthy and I have it all figured out. You're saying, this is my story. This is what I've learned. And that's what we do here. Now with doing that, do you ever get tempted because you are young? You you do, unlike you know, some of your, your your elders over here, if you are doing TikTok dances, it won't look as ridiculous and as silly as if I'm trying to do it and keep up with the kids, right? But do you ever get like pressured maybe and to say, I can make this video go viral if I just maybe uh coon it up a little bit, you know, step and fetch? Oh, that's a really good question. So one of the things that I try not to do is to um follow a trend because I know that I'm trying to speak to, to a particular set of people or to a particular type of people, especially that I know for a fact that most young people that I am trying to target in Africa would actually, they would, they would actually be drawn by entertainment more than they would education. And so I try not to play that game. I want people to know that if they're coming to listen to me, it's about improving their lives in one way or the other. So I don't want to, you know, make the TikTok dancing, although I can dance really well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm trying to keep it serious, but not too serious because I try to make my videos a bit lighthearted, although I'm talking about really, really important topics. But mm, I don't feel any pressure because I started YouTubing uh, actually two months ago um, that I started making videos. So I know that my tribe will find me and God will help me to reach the people that he has put this message in my heart for. So, yeah. Okay, now that's good. And no disrespect for those influencers out there who feel like you have to do Mapuka or Bensaki just to get views, but we're talking about something deeper than what your physical, it's a spiritual, yeah. it's, it's, it's so much in that your kids can, you know, live and eat off that because we're seeing a shift. And, and the shift is, you know, young people are quiet quitting. Um, and, which I love because I think uh, I, I'm, I believe in just entrepreneurship and you setting your own schedule, but quiet quitting, um, traveling around the world. I recently had a guest on who told me she hated the four hour work week book because she said, all my friends are already doing that. Even if they still live with their parents, which I'm like, four hour work week though, shows you how to make some money though and do it. But you know, she's like, we're living our best lives now. We're not waiting for retirement. So with those shifts, how would you say some of the things that you're pushing are different than Paul Bia and his generation and, you know, the people under him? Because he's extremely senior, but the 65 and up might look at your generation and be like, you guys are lazy. You're entitled. Everything has to be handed to you. So give some game on how things are changing for the elders so they can get, you know, accustomed to this is what the new normal is going to be. 
Oh, that's a really, really good question. I was just telling my sister that, you know, the way people made money in the past is not really what they have to be doing now. You know, that's a big shift and technology has come to stay. If not anything, it's just going to um, overstretch the human, you know, existence for those who do not toe the line. And I was telling my sister that um, many of her parents, they don't really understand that, things have changed. And I, I, I co-wrote a book, Your Kids Are Not Your Retirement Plan. And in that book, in that book, I was actually, you know, the part that I wrote was the first part, you know, and the second part was written by um, someone else. And in that book, the first part that I, I, I wrote, I was basically saying that now is the time to make money. Yes, you know, they say that, you know, we have to live our best lives now, but I'm not one of those people who doesn't uh, who doesn't exercise delayed gratification. So as 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 much as I'd love to enjoy my life, you know, at the moment, go partying, traveling, and everything, but I also use the Bible as my book of wisdom, which says that when you earn, eat some, give some, and save some. So save some is something that I'm very big on. Um, especially when you start having children, I don't want to be my children's, you know, I don't want my children to be my retirement, uh, to be my retirement plan. So yeah, it's fantastic all what all these young people are doing, but they should keep in mind that if they're going to have families, they have to start planning for their retirement because all these fancy things, there will never be a lack of things to do with money. But if you have a plan, which is, which involves having a family, you want to be careful that you're not spending everything and you're actually investing some of that money. Yeah, we want to live a really nice life, but we want to live that life until we depart from this earth. And that entails planning and putting some of that cash aside and not taking that many trips, you know? So yes, I tell my mom all the time that things have changed, you know, she's like, oh, but you're spending money to do this. I'm like, yeah, but I need to spend this money to be able to make more money. But she's like, hey, why are you buying such an expensive camera? I'm like, well, I need this camera to be able to do more. <laughs> and she doesn't understand, but you know, she's, she's just counting the money and saying, you guys are just so spoiled and everything. I agree that our parents don't understand as much as I would love my mom to understand. She's really not going to get it. Yeah. Where can people get this book? Because I think it's perfectly titled and something that I've heard over and over. And I've, I've said over and over, but, you know, tr people who are true to the culture, African culture, that that's almost like blasphemy. To them. You know, that's an abomination. What are you talking about? All the school fees that I'm paid and the Gary, the Aru, the Agusi soup I provided. And you're telling me what? The Agusi pudding? Oh, man. You know, so where, where can they get this? It's on Amazon, actually. Your children are not your retirement plan. That's exactly how it's titled. It's on Amazon, can be gotten on Amazon. Yeah, that's a really good one, Kayla, because I was watching a YouTube um channel or youtube video and it was these two nigerian women who were the host and they brought in these two nigerian gentlemen 
And this is the topic they were talking about. Your children are not your retirement plan, yes or no. So, and the ladies were like, what? I've sacrificed for my children and everything, you know, the things I would have been buying, I'm sending, I'm putting her through school and all these things. And I really address these issues in that book that your kids are your responsibility until, until they turn 18. First, they didn't ask to be here. And if you brought them here because you were having fun or maybe you didn't, you didn't have fun in the process, but <laughs> you have to take responsibility, you know, morally, um, spiritually, and also financially, mentally as well, and emotionally for them until they become independent of your support. So if you're making sacrifices for your children, you know, after that age, where they normally should not be dependent on you, that's on you. That's on you. You have that conversation with them and say, okay, let's agree. You know, if I do this for you, when I'm older, you will do this for me, but don't do stuff to make yourself feel good and expect your kids to owe you for the rest of their lives. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that should be something that we are pushing. I think that, yeah, like you said, it's a blasphemy to the African culture, I know, but conversations have to be had and the truth has got to be said. Yeah. Oh, so, and you know, I saw one of your books on Amazon, it was in English and French. You're gonna have to send me the link to that one because it did not pop up. And for all we know, it's some weird American licensing glitch and saying, uh-uh, you don't, don't put that out there because in America, your retirement plan is not your retirement plan for many. We don't, many don't know if they'll see social security the way things right. are going. But um, is that book also in English and French as well? Oh, the retirement plan book has not been transcribed, but my very first book, which is how to be an A plus partner, mom and entrepreneur has been transcribed now into four languages. There's German, English, uh, German, French, Spanish, and uh, the Arabic copy will be ready soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, you say, you know, that book on the partnership and I would, that's exactly where I was going, even with, you know, the, the generation ahead has not shown what a perfect, if it even exists, marriage or relationship is, but now there's so many other forms of relationships that are there to the point where I live in my bubble, so I stay out of trouble because I don't mean to offend anybody, but there's some things I just don't understand and I may never. That's how you know when you're getting old, the world starts changing in parts of the world and you're like, uh-oh, I better, I need to go to the bush <laughs> because I need to, but talk about even with the partnership because partner now doesn't necessarily mean you're married. Um, and, you know, this generation that's here, it's like, you don't have to be married to have kids. So I heard a woman, a month ago say, hey, I got a good sperm donor and I don't need him. I just needed a child because I'm getting old. Talk about that and how you're helping people with business because you talk about the Bible, talk about partnerships, but give us the game because everybody's a Christian nowadays. Even Lucifer himself, he's first in church, you know, hallelujah. But everybody's a Christian. The Kardashians, Kanye, Trump, everybody's a Christian. Everyone's a believer, um, even if they never read the book. <laughs> so give us the game just how that's changing for those who may be confused and like, where's the world going? Wow. Yeah. So you're totally right. And the Bible even told us that, you know, in the, you know, the later days, we're going to have all these false prophets, you know, shipping, wolf clothing. 
uh, or yeah, uh, wolves in sh in sheep clothing. Sorry. Wow. So I personally believe that the Bible is the the number one book when it comes to wisdom about everything that we we are actually experiencing in our day-to-day -day life. The Bible, if you want to know about how to manage your finances, the Bible has got your answers. You know, how to deal with your relationships, the Bible has got your answers. How to deal with your taxes, the Bible has got your answers. Everything is very, very um, linked to the, the oldest book. Well, that some people argue with me that it's not the oldest book, but it, to me, it is the oldest book that has been you know, written. And so for the A plus um, partner, mom and entrepreneur book, the reason why I wrote that book and I thought it was very important for, for this day and age, first of all, because of what I experienced during COVID-19 and the lockdown. And secondly, what I found to be happening to other women. And that's why the book is addressing women. How can they be that mom who is adorable and super awesome to their children because when I was dealing with this depression I became very irritable and I didn't waste an opportunity to take it out on my children I was always screaming and then my relationship started to suffer because obviously you can't give what you don't have I wasn't in a good place so I couldn't be that loving to my partner and then obviously money wasn't coming in because I had stopped working and I was home and then when I did this course and turned everything around I created more than five business um, sources of income from home. I started to see the money come in. Um, I became more relaxed emotionally as well, even physically. And my partner started to notice. And I started to in involve him in the things that I was doing without actually premeditating the these things. And for me, it's about, you know, babe, can you please take the kids out, you know, for today? I, I, I keep saying partner because I'm not married legally. So... <laughs> Uh, that's why I wrote partner on the book cover as well, because in this society, we all know that when someone says partner, it could be their husband or it could just be someone that they're in a long term relationship with. So um, I, it's about, you know, can you please help me put the kids to sleep today? Or can you take them for a walk? I'd like to go jump on this call with Kaylin. So things like that, you can actually get your other half involved by supporting you, even virtually, he may be traveling. You can see the kids are really driving me crazy. Can you call in and talk to them? Just those little things, you know, <laughs> to get the relationship, you know, less or, or less or over less overbearing for the other person. And I believe I am of the school of thoughts that when a woman is balanced, the quality of the people that we have in our society will be super. Why? Because every single human being on the planet came through a woman. And that person must have been raised in an environment where there was a woman. And if for some people who were raised by men, oh, God bless them. God bless this man. But it can be really tough because a woman, I believe, has an innate ability to, to soak in a lot. From what I have noticed, my partner cannot really, there's some things that he cannot withstand, although he's strong and macho and everything. But women, I think that God gave the ability for, for Eve alone to be able to bring kids on the planet for a particular reason. And he gave her the skills that she needed to be a mother, to be um, the person who cares for the child until the child is ready to go into the world. So if a woman is balanced, 
every other person around her should normally feel that balance because it's going to be natural. So if your cup is half full, there's no way that there's going to be a drop on the floor. It only, it's only when it starts to overflow that those around you will start to benefit from it. So, and I think that being able to have your own money and be able to go for a spa treatment without really putting pressure on your partner who may or may not have budgeted for such an activity is something that women should be able to, you know, lean towards and say, you know what, I want to take the kids out today. I know you haven't budgeted it. Don't worry, I've got this. You know, or you can go to sleep and know that if your partner runs into trouble, if he becomes incapacitated, if he decides to leave you, you can, you know, take the ball, you know, pick up the ball and run with it take your kids, care for your kids, pay the bills. And those kind of things are things I'm really passionate about. Yeah. That is awesome. I, I, one thing I'm going to have to say, though, for the male audience, I got to give, especially Black men, and I have seen great examples also in Cameroonian fathers who have took in the thing of, I'm going to take care of the children. That's very dear to me because for the first, you know, 12 years of my kid's life, they're 12 and nine, they were my entourage while my wife wanted to expand her schooling. Um, I'm a little older, so I was done with mine, but um, it was no joke. You know, you go through med school, you go through residency with this person, this person is not here, but also that the black male and this is stats is showing that they're so more involved than their other counterparts and a lot of it might be what you didn't have or you're trying to beat the stereotype but what we're finding is women are in their 40s more are leaving the men that they had in their 20s are you do you have a book for that to say no you need to stay you said you said death to us part you can't leave me now you want me to start over and be what be one of these incel guys online and be miserable or passport bros you know like can you what are you guys learning from the elders on that because it doesn't make sense to me that after 20 14 whatever amount of years now in your older age okay i don't want to be with you anymore um, and every, you know, you can justify anything. Wow. I mean, I'm not one of those people who encourages people to stick around just because they have spent too much time together. So you're However, wise then. Yes. Oh, hey, warning to, to the partner. Warning, you better make sure she stays happy. <laughs> No, I'm not one of those people. I always say that if it's not working, you woke. Why? Because, you know, so many times women, uh, they kind of suppress their feelings and they stick around for fear of what people would say. What would people say? Oh, if I, if I leave now, oh, the children. I was talking to a friend who has been married for 18 years and uh, she called me and she was like, SOS, Sylvie, we need to talk. I was like, what's going on? And I actually did, you know, um, talk a bit about her, her story and what I think in my book that is going to be out in Jan, <laughs> Ticket to Freedom, you know. And um, in that book, basically, I said, I told a bit of her story and she was telling me that she feels that her husband is having another family. And I was like, what? 
have you talked to him about this? She was like, well, I tried to talk to him. He flicked it on me, started calling me names. I said, but this is not acceptable. And then she started to open up about many other things that have been going on in her relationship from scratch. But she's been there for 18 years, Kaylin, 18. And when I said to her, why don't you just walk? She said, I can't do it. This guy's giving me a good life. You know, I'm traveling around the world. He's, you know, an amazing dad to my kids. I can't do it. I, I can't leave. And if I leave, the kids are going to starve because I do everything for them. I'm like, so how is he an amazing dad? Well, he gives them money. I'm like, okay, girl, you need to get your business going right now. This guy is not respecting you because all what you do is put nails on, watch Netflix, go out, party and stuff like that. And she said, no, but I can't do that. I said, what do you mean? You look really good. She's like, well, he buys this stuff for me. I'm like, so he doesn't give you any money? She's like, oh, I'm like, and now she's had enough. She doesn't even want these things anymore, Kaylin. She just wants peace. So a lot of the times is the roof, really, that hides what's going on behind closed doors. And when these women, I don't know, Holy Spirit, I don't know what that could be. Decide that, you know what, I've had enough. I want to walk. People people who, who are not privy to that uh, backstory, they start to judge them. But really, there's no smoke without fire. When someone says, after all this time that I'm leaving, is because there's something that is more painful or more picky to be there than to be gone. That's what I think. And I always say to people that have your backup plan, Judge Lynn Tola, I, I used to watch her a lot from Divorce Court. She said, she said in her book that her mom was with her dad who was extremely abusive. This dude was so abusive, but her mom never, never left. She left one time, took the kids to her, to her grandma's place. They were crying because they were finding themselves. There wasn't any air con. Her husband was obviously very wealthy. Um, she said, guys, you know, you guys pack up, we're going back to your dad. Not because she was in, she wanted to be there or she was in love with the situation, but because she wanted to make sure that her kids uh, had the life that she couldn't give them. And that's why for me, Ticket to Freedom is really having your own money and being able to make the right decisions at the right time, not wait until 20 years later, 50 years later, whatever the time to be able to walk. So yeah, that's what I'll say to that. Okay. And, and I know the judge's story a little bit and yeah, that was an extreme situation, but I, 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 you guys just don't know what you guys are doing to these men. And the men of course always pick back up and they find something, you know, younger and a new model, but you think about when you've done life with somebody, I don't want to, I don't, again, I don't want to start over. Um, and you, again, you made a vow, you make a vow to the mob, death do his part they mean that so mm -hmm. I, i'm just saying you know people, yeah I know, you know you said till death do his part ain't no leaving but i <laughs> i i, I <laughs> unless you want to you know grab your casket or your urn and go inside there oh but, my god but i i'm glad to have this conversation because it it, it it allows the audience and it allows me to understand how and why people are thinking because it's one thing 
for you women nowadays, it's you guys are taking business to another level, especially black women globally. So now you have the money and now you get to choose if you really want to stay. I love powerful women. I love independent women. I raise my daughters, London and Sydney.com. That's their website, people. Um, that's that's what I push. But, you know, I, I just it's amazing that so many people. Hey, I broke up and I'm a semi pro date doctor for couples I've connected and they've gotten married and I can do marriages. You know, I'm, I'm ordained or licensed to be able to do that if I so choose, but I, I just amazes me. So now I got it. I got it from the young people. I'm, I'm here, I'm making my money. Tell me this because your whole life right now seems to be a give back, but I, it's my signature question. What is your community give back that you are doing right now or that you would like to do in the future? Oh, wow. So after this call, I've got a workshop today at 7.30 London time with the young and independent people that I'm coaching for free. Um, there's over 100 people in my WhatsApp group. Uh, I coach them for free. And today I've got a 2023 Head Start workshop with them where I'm going to discuss some business ideas that they can, you know, just uh, pick up and run with. I'm going to talk about their limiting beliefs. I'm going to help them to tear their blame list because everyone nowadays is the government hasn't done this for me. Auntie, uncles, brothers, sisters haven't done this. And I'm really, really glad that, you know, um, ever since I started the Young and Independent Project, the few who have acted, taken action, because all talk without action, it's just pouring water on the dirt's back. Uh, I'm so happy that those who have taken action are actually seeing the results. And quite recently, one of the young ladies who sent me a testimonial, she said that she had been waiting for her siblings to send her to, to uni after she had her A-levels in Cameroon. Uh, but thanks to my coaching, she decided to, to, to take her own destiny into her hands. And she went out and looked for a job to teach at a primary school. She's now taking the money from the job to pay her, her way through uni which is what I really want people to do, to use what they have, their own personal resources, their talents, um, to build the life that they want, rather than waiting on a government that just might not turn around. We know that BI is there, that dude, I don't know if, <laughs> if he's immortal or what his plan <laughs> is, but I, I don't think that anyone should stop living or waiting, should sit down and wait for the day that the government is gonna change. There's no promise that it's going to be different. But what can you do with the current situation and with what you have right now? That's what I'm doing for the young people back home, teaching them how to use what they have to get what they desire out of life, you know. And I'm also trying to um, start this project in my village. My dad used to do that, send children to school uh, for free. I'm trying to bring the project back because he passed in 2006 uh, in a car crash. And I'm trying to bring that project back to my village, but in a different way. I know that the education system in Africa has failed the people. We are just theory-based. And once you come out of school, what is like, do? And you're, well, I did this and this in school, but it cannot really relate to what people need on the field. And so what I'm trying to do is, basically what Oprah said. She, she saw the world through books. So I'm trying to get across to these children entrepreneurial books, books that can make them see just beyond the forest that is around them in the village 
And I'm working on that project with the president of the youth association of my village. And I hope that I can expand this, you know, once, because I always say that charity begins at home. Once I've been able to actually implement this back home, where they have book clubs to come together, I send them the books, the kids can sit, you know, with a lamppost or, you know, by a fireside and read the books and talk about them and dream big. I think that that's a really good place to start. That's a beautiful thing. And if you have, you know, any progress, any video, anything on what you're doing um, for your village in Cameroon and shout out the village, let people know. Beba, Beba village actually from Menchum division in Bamenda. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, let, let it be known. Um, but it's, um, it, it's a beautiful thing, but I'll take any links and any information that you have on that, because unfortunately coming out of, you know, Cameroon and especially coming out of Africa, just like here in America, the media won't pick up the good stories. You know, oh, only thing we can hear is I'm by this, I'm by that, be of this, uh -huh. be of that. But we don't hear the progress. We don't hear the, mm. the beautiful things. So we, we need to hear that. Um, yeah. Definitely. And, and you guys definitely who are listening and the minority of you who are watching, but that can change anytime. You just have to share the information, people. Um, I want you to link in the, look in the description box because her links will be there so you can connect. And reading makes a big difference. The late, great Miles Monroe. Would oh, I love him. Read a book a week, it'll change your life. It has changed mine. Then he went to two books a week because of his wife. That's what happens when you have a good wife who will compete and she'll uh -huh. stretch your knowledge. How has reading changed your life? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Reading, I would attribute reading to everything that I've been able to achieve. Absolutely. Because before my father died, I was that spoiled little girl who had everything. And when my father passed without even saying goodbye or asking my permission, I was literally into a deep blue sea where I had to learn to sink or swim. So the only way out for me at that time, Kellen, was to be the best at anything that I touched. And the only way to do that, because I hadn't done it before, was to read and tap into the experiences of other people who have already walked that path. I wanted to be an entrepreneur like my dad. My dad was a very brilliant entrepreneur coming from a village, you know, with uh, his flip-flops into the city in Douala, you know, dying as a really rich entrepreneur who employed so many people. I wanted to follow that path. And for me, it was about reading. And when I started reading, the more I read, the more I wanted to do stuff. And that's how I'm able to write books today because I read a lot. And by reading and getting, you know, all this knowledge, all these different perspectives, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, uh, this guy, uh, uh, Les Brown, you know, reading. I mean, it's just so mind blowing what books can do for you. It's like compressing decades into, into days, like they say. Uh, mm -hmm. And for me, reading has been my escape. It has been my outlet to the life that I'm experiencing today. And that's why I write books, because I, if others have blessed me, I want to bless other people too with, with my writing and, and the knowledge I've acquired based on my personal experience, because there will never be another me. It's just always going to be me. And the way to immortalize me is by writing books just the way other people have. 
you know, so for me, books are, you know, and I try as much as possible to help my kids because we don't have that culture in Africa, unfortunately. People say that if you want to hide something uh, from an African in Africa, put it in a book. <laughs> we don't have that culture. We read to pass exams. And what I, I try to do for my kids is I buy them more books than anything else. If you come to my home, my son reads a book a night, a book a night. And now I notice that he's writing his own stories and he's been putting pressure on me to publish his book, his uh, short stories book. And I just think that he would never have been able to do that if he wasn't reading as many books and expanding his mind and seeing what is possible. So yeah, I love books. You guys, that's the cheat code. And until they create the pill that when you swallow it, then you read the book, you need to at least catch it on audio um, in the first world. Most of these great books are free at the library. So you can't say it's a money thing. All you have to do is tap in. Even the audio books are free. And I can't give y'all too much game because it'll be game overload. But what I can do is tell you that the information on her website will change your your mindset change your game especially for you ladies but even you gentlemen go check it out and see what the ladies are learning so you can keep up let them know where they can reach you at and the best way to you know connect and network if they need you know that one-on-one -on -one coaching um but you know your website has your podcast has your youtube but let them know you know the best ways and where to find you Oh, thank you, Kaylin. So actually, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to do everything via my website, because like I said to you, I was, you know, incognito for many years. I was a very private person. And young and independent is actually what brought me out. And the way I came out full, you know, full swing or playing full out, it surprises me. It really does. So if anybody wants to get in touch, they can get in touch through the Young and Independent. All the handles are there. They're the same handles. On Facebook, actually, is my private Facebook, which is Sil Tamanda. Um, and on LinkedIn, obviously, Sylvie Tamanda. Uh, for one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, I'm starting a new program next month, really business coaching for anyone who wants to start a business from home, especially, or if you're trying to start a business in Africa, Kellen, I'm your plug. I have businesses in Africa and I can tell you exactly what, what is actually going to sell right now based on what I'm doing and what I'm making from what I'm doing. So I'm studying my business coaching um, course from Jan. I've only, I've got three subscribers at the moment and uh, I look forward to working with them and changing their lives. So yeah, young and independent, that's where you can find me. And if you send a message on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, um, via my podcast or any of my, or comment on any of my articles, I'll definitely reach out. And, and I want you guys to connect the dots. She talked about her father employing hundreds, I believe, of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's talking now about business. She didn't mm -hmm. say her last name was Dakote or, you know, that she was in the C C any cement, but that's going to be a book in itself. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to read that one because right mm -hmm. now, the only book I know about actually making money in Africa is like 101 ways to make money in Africa, which we've had John on Dr. Harnett. 
you know, we, we're connected, but we, we haven't had you as a guest yet. But we need more books like that because we need people not just in theory. There is one other book, and I'm not mentioning it because it was trash when I read it, and so I won't mention it. But we need people to say, this is how you make money in Africa. These are the steps that I took. And, you know, this is the type of money that she lives in London now, people. So I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe her African business paid for her London lifestyle. That's for another time, another interview. You guys have gotten the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, you share this game. Be blessed. It will change somebody's life. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course cost only $20 guys it can't get any better go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com